0: Hey, turn with us today to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. As we begin or start this message, love never fails.
1: And neither did you. You the, stayed in the game.
0: Hey, it was a team You Stayed was a, in the game, team my mother-in-law, effort.
1: even though she lost her cool for a second. It was a team stayed in the effort. Game. We hey. had to tap in Aubrey. That's a whole other story for another day. It was a It fun takes a village. Time. It, it takes a, a village. Uh,
0: we're going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Beginning in verse number one. And as we begin to process through uh, these verses and what we're going to be going through today, we're believing that God's going to do something significant in all of our hearts and our lives. So after a little bit of a laugh, uh, let's see our, our hearts and lives transform for the cause of Christ. Honey, you want to begin reading 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number one.
1: I would love to. Here we go. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I have nothing. I am nothing. Verse 3, if I give all to possess the poor.
0: If I I give all I possess to the poor. Oh, yes. If I
1: give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love. I gain nothing. Do you
0: hear this? I know some of us maybe have only heard this verse of Scripture at a wedding. Or maybe it's the first time you've ever even saw the context of this verse of Scripture. Because we're about to go through love is, love is, love is. And the Apostle Paul, who wrote this portion of the Bible, inspired by God to write these words, he's saying, if I do all these massive things, but I don't have love I'm nothing. If I give everything I have to the poor and I don't have love, it's nothing. If I have faith that can move mountains, but I don't have love, I have nothing. If I can build an amazing company, but I don't have love, it's nothing. If my family looks great on a Christmas card, but I don't have love, I have nothing. If my body is ripped and I'm looking so fly and I'm ready for the summer. Thank you. Thank you, honey. That is definitely not the case, but. COVID has hit. COVID has hit the McClellan house. But if I have all of that stuff in place and I don't have love, I've got nothing. So here it is for all of us here. We're not not really all that concerned about how many Bible verses you have if you don't have love. We're not all that concerned with how articulate or theological you might be if you don't have love. We're not all that concerned about how good your skills are in this industry or that industry if you don't have love. Because love is the thing that really is going to last. So continue to read here, honey. In verse number four, love is... Yes,
1: I love this. Love is patience. Love is kind. It does not envy It does not boast, it is not proud. Verse five, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres.
0: Love never fails. That is the title of today's message the title of our time together, the theme around today's talk, because we want to see this love propelling us, this love of God propelling us to be all that he's called us to be. As we were praying through this and and processing through this this message today, uh, we knew it was going to be Mother's Day, uh, but we didn't feel uh, that we wanted to do like just a Mother's Day message. But happy Mother's Day. Yes, but definitely happy, happy Mother's Day to all the moms Uh, We wanted to make sure we're doing something that was going to push all of us forward, making sure this is not just something for moms, but this is something for daughters and sons. this is something for single people and married people, something for older people and younger people, because all of us want to be loved. All of us want to be better at loving. And as we were preparing this, here is the, the phrase, the word that we felt God laid on our hearts for every last one of us. And that's this. God is after your heart not your hands. God is after your heart yeah. and not your hands. Does that mean God does not want your hands? Of course he wants your hands. But, but first and foremost, he wants, he wants your heart. And many of us are thinking that God is just after our hands. Now if our heart represents love and our hands represents what we do, we all tend to think about a relationship with God based on everything that we do. But we're trying to take it a step back and say, hey, it's not about what you do before it is God grabbing a hold of your heart. Because if he gets your heart, he gets your hands. If he gets your love, he gets your hands. If he gets your passion, then he gets your hands. And God is more interested in you and I having a loved, drenched relationship with him than he is in you and I just checking a bunch of things off of a box so we can make ourselves feel better about ourselves. We've got these great kids that we, we love. Do. A, a we ton. do. They're uh, so much fun. They are a blast. But it's
1: loud and it's wild it in is, our house. It
0: is. loud and wild in the house. It can be a little bit all over the place, and uh, in a little bit would be turning to John 14. So that's why I was turning there. But uh, in our house, our, our boys love Fortnite, right? They sure do. I mean, we, our 15-year-old loves Fortnite, and our nine-year-old. They love Fortnite. Yep. Uh, shoot, maybe our daughter even might, like Fortnite. She might, does might. not, not yet. <laughs>
1: not
0: not yet. yet. Uh, but she is rowdy. She is uh, rowdy and so much fun. So our, our, our boys love Fortnite. Um, it's like a drug. I mean, parents, you know this. Not even just parents. Single dudes, right now, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, you you play Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, you know, for hours on end. Uh, and here we've got our sons, and they're like, hey. I wanna play Fortnite. I wanna play, yep. yep. play Fortnite. I wanna play Fortnite. I wish, we wish they cleaned their rooms with as much passion
1: exactly. as they
0: played Fortnite.
1: Or cleared the table after dinner or emptied the dishwasher, yep. just something. But literally <laughs> Fortnite will drive them. It will motivate them. It
0: will motivate them. <laughs> so, so if we say to our sons, hey, go clean your room. Of course, they're great young men. They go and they do it. But there's not a ton of enthusiasm. I'm trying to think of a time where, we like. We
1: don't ever have to remind them to play Fortnite. Never. But we have to remind them to clean their room. Yes. Empty the dishwasher. When they leave the home, I want them to make us proud. Th-
0: that's exactly right. And know right. how to clean. So here we are. We've got two things going on. We've got Fortnite, and we've got cleaning the room or emptying the dishwasher or whatever. If we say to them, hey, you can play as much Fortnite as you want if you clean your room. The enthusiasm that they have with cleaning their room, oh my goodness, it's like it's spick and span. You see them out there with gloves cleaning off baseboards. You see them scrubbing the floor. You see them fluffing the pillows and the blankets. I mean, they are all in. Why? Because they love Fortnite so much. Because since they love Fortnite, it impacts what happens with their hands. And what we feel is there's too many followers of Christ that are trying to make up their bed, trying to keep everything perfect in their life, trying to cross every T and dot every I, and there is not enough love that is motivating you. So it's like a burden. It's like something you don't want to do. It's like a chore. And you and I, being followers of Jesus, was never designed to be a chore. This is the joy of a lifetime because the God of heaven forgave you and forgave me, gave us a brand new start, took away our guilt and our shame, put us on a firm foundation. Our home is in Heaven, the Holy Spirit is in us. We are empowered to make a difference in the world. What can you believe that God even knows our name?
1: So good. This
0: is our motivation.
1: And when we're consumed by God's love, yes. when we're consumed with falling more in love with Him, when we're consumed with saying, Father, fill me up to overflow then the life we leave, it comes out of that excess love that we have for God, so it yep. spills over. Yep. But when we try to live life like robots, where we're like, I must love my spouse, <laughs> I must be a good roommate, I must be a good mother, I must be a good father, and it comes out that way. Mm-hmm. But when we're consumed with God and we say, God, fill me up to overflow, I can do nothing without you. I'm desperate for a touch, desperate for so your good. presence, desperate for you to lead me as I walk into this Zoom call, desperate for you to lead me as I have this intense conversation. Would you go before me? And would my words come out of an overflow of a relationship madly in love with you? When we approach life that way, when that's our posture, then we get to see that love never fails. That
0: is so, so good. Uh, we we want to submit to you that the problem you think is your problem... Yeah. Might not actually be your problem. It's a symptom. Yeah, so you, you think about uh, somebody with giving, say, say even uh, giving finances or giving time or giving whatever. You're like, man, I got a hard time with giving. Maybe you don't have a hard time with giving. Maybe it's you have a hard time loving. Wow. Because if you love, you give. Maybe maybe uh, you think your problem is procrastination. Man, I just procrastinate. I just procrastinate. Man, I got to do this thing. I, I want to do this thing, but I just procrastinate. Maybe it's not a procrastination problem. Maybe Maybe procrastinating is not the issue. Maybe loving is the issue. Because when you and I love something, it's amazing how we get the energy and the passion to be able to do the thing that we love to do. I I, I love musicians and artists. They're so much fun to be around. They bring so much beauty to the world. And there are times you can kind of get stuck, you know, on a project or doing some certain thing and you're like, man, I got no creative juices flowing. That can totally happen. But man, if somebody brings you something that you love, it's amazing how your whole mind and heart comes alive and you're able to produce something. uh, Sometimes incredibly quick, just because you love it so much, you love the project. You love the people you're working with. You love the people you're working for. You you, you love it so something flows. So it is with the teams that you lead at your job. So it is with your family. So it is with your friends. It's It's just interesting how love has a way of pushing us forward and getting us to do with our hands what some people think they need to be manipulated to do. Love actually makes it flow out of you naturally. We don't want to live manipulated lives right. neither does god want us living manipulated lives and that takes us to john chapter 14 verse 23 you want to read this or you want me to read it it's up I'll to read you it. okay yeah, I'll verse read it. 23 beautiful. And 24.
1: beautiful jesus replied anyone who loves me will obey my teaching my father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching these words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me.
0: Wow. Uh, this right here is Jesus's word. Just so you know, I love your reading voice too. It's a beautiful oh. voice. Yep. Uh, so Jesus here, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. Can I just say a lot of us have read that and uh, they feel, they have read it wrong. They read it, wrong. They, they, they read it like, if you love me.
1: It's kind of like text messaging. You know, when you're texting someone and you can't do tone of voice in text mm-hmm. message and you're just saying something fast, but it can come out like you're mad or upset, but really you're just saying something fast.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. And so we have no emojis here. You know, Jesus can't do a little praise hands. You know, there is no praying. Uh, there is no smiley face. There, none of those things are added into the original language when the Bible was not translated with emojis. So now you and I have to understand the heart of yeah. Jesus. We have to understand the purpose person of Jesus, we have to understand who God is and how he communicates and the type of relationship that he wants with us so that we can read this properly. So if this was a text and you read it, you could think, right. oh, this guy's mad. Who's he think He's he dictator,
1: is? He's a a slave driver. That's right. He's yeah.
0: manipulative. He's harsh.
1: He doesn't know my life. He doesn't see me. That's right. Yeah. You,
0: you could think any of those things. But what you and I need to understand is that when Jesus is saying this here, he's talking about heart and hands. He said, "Hey, you know if you if you love me, you obey." Right? Like like if you love, the obedience flows from the love. It's not you better obey me so you can prove to me that you love me. That's not the spirit and the heart of Jesus, just so you know, he's not begging you and I to become his followers. He is high and lifted up, mighty. Strong he is. When he returns, he's coming back on a white horse with a robe dipped in blood, with tattoos on his thighs. What Revelation, the book of Revelation tells us. I mean, Jesus is mighty and powerful. Defeated and death, strong. hell, and the grave. Our Savior is not anemic and weak and and fear filled. And uh, he, he is after every single one of our hearts. But it's not him. Like, oh, please, will you, will you please receive me into your heart, please? No, no. Our Savior, he. Is saying, Hey, I've got life for you. You need what I have. You need my forgiveness. You need my restoration. You need my brand new start. And because you do, hey, let me give you the path for this. It's love. And if you love, I'm telling you, obedience, it just falls into line a whole lot easier.
1: And I feel like that scripture that we all talk about, many of us in Hebrews, you've been surrounded by a great cloud of Mm -hmm. witnesses. I feel like that's a spirit of this scripture. I feel like it's like, you can do it. It's in you. I believe in you. I gave my life for you. I see you. I love you. I died for you. Go, go, go. You can do it. You can do it. Not the slave driver way, but the way of love, which is, oh my goodness, watching you do this brings me extreme joy and I'm so proud of you. That
0: is so, so good. So, you know, love is, this is a mysterious thing sometimes in our, our world, and our generation. Because we tend to think it's about like goosebumps yeah. or, you know, feelings. Yeah. And and we just don't we don't believe no. that. Uh, we, we think love
1: You bring me he brings me my coffee every morning. But I'm gonna be honest with you that it's not like he thinks, oh my gosh, I can't wait to bring your coffee. Yes, I do. Some days. Some days. Every time. No, not all the time because no, every some
0: d- every day. <laughs> not every day, no, but not every day. you
1: still do it because you love me, yes. not because you wake up and you feel like twirling and dancing <laughs> over to the coffee pot <laughs> and singing psalms over me. You do it because you know that I'm, better, I'm a better human with coffee, <laughs> number know. one, and but also you. you do it because you love me. Yeah. yeah.
0: And love is not a feeling. Love is a choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love is not a feeling. Love is a choice. So what we have decided, we, 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 we've chosen yeah. each other. It's, it's not we're waiting for the feelings so that we yeah. do. Because sometimes you
1: don't feel like it.
0: Sometimes you just don't feel like it. And those of us who are single and you're like, man, I can't wait to have a great marriage one day. You don't have a great marriage based on feelings. Yeah. You have a great marriage based on obviously the grace and the power of God. And showing up. And, and choosing that one
1: no matter over how you feel. and
0: over and over yeah. again I choose you I choose you I choose you this is what this is the the strength and the power that we find in love now obviously love is not the only thing and because we need you know, you need food, and you need air, and I I, I get all of that. And I'm, we're not trying to say— but it's
1: the perfect motivator.
0: It is the right motivator. And there's too many of us that are thinking our motivation needs to come from another direction, that we need to strive towards something. My friends, we're not like striving per se. We are living out of the overflow of a life that has been impacted by the cross of Jesus Christ. And we feel like as pastors, sometimes we have done a disservice not— us maybe in particular maybe at times we have but overall the church has painted a picture at times that you have to somehow muster up enough strength and you need to get enough courage and you need to figure it out and if you don't figure it out then you know you're going to hell and all that stuff is not the way that we feel like Jesus is painting a path and a picture for us to follow him and as we have all these new folks that are joining Shoreline City and jumping on the journey our creed says it so well, I am loved by God. I cannot earn it. I cannot lose it. We are declaring emphatically that what God has given us is this glorious free gift. And we are now living our lives empowered by the spirit out of the love that he gave us. So with that being said here, and love is a is a feeling, not a choice. It reminds us of Ross and Lisa and and how beautiful they are. We
1: have an amazing couple in our church who we love, Ross and Lisa Birch. Phenomenal couple, and they decided, newlywed couple, they've only been married for a couple years, and they decided, you know what, we're going to be unselfish, because I think this is such an unselfish act, to become foster parents. Mm -hmm. And so what they do is they take in precious sons and daughters, roll out the red carpet for them, decorate bedrooms for them, lay out beautiful tables for them, and pour out their unconditional love taking care of them as if they're going to have them forever, but knowing at some point they're going to have to give them back.
0: Mm-hmm. And this, my friends, is another picture of love yep. being a choice. Now, Ross and Lisa are so much fun. They yep. are uh, a wild couple. So been, full of life. So full of life. We're so thankful uh, for them. But th- this, this couple here is choosing yep. to love.
1: And I think it would be really easy to say, well, I'm going to be guarded, I'm going to hold back. I think of two precious girls that they took care of recently and it would have been so easy to say, I'm not going to really pour it all out because I know that this isn't a forever thing. But I love that they weren't moved by their emotions. They were moved by the faithfulness of God, moved by an overflow of a relationship with God that was like, what would Jesus do? Jesus would pour it all out if it was for five minutes or five years or a lifetime, and that's what they're doing.
0: Even this passage of scripture that we just read, Jesus, is uh, responding to his disciples here and he's talking to them with a question they just asked and you and I both know some of the disciples left and ran in his darkest moment and still Jesus is loving and serving and here you have Ross and Lisa and there's other couples in the church and other single people in the church and older people and younger people that are not only at the physical locations but the online community that have decided hey love is a choice and since God gave me so much love I'm going to share and give to others out of the love that he gave me.
1: I think about our connect group leaders. So before when we all had church together at our multiple locations, we would have connect groups in our homes. We'd open up our homes, come home from a busy day at work, set out snacks and then invite people that are sometimes strangers that end up becoming family into our homes. But even now that we're on shelter in place, our Connect Group leaders—shout out to Connect Group leaders—and if you don't know what a Connect Group is, basically it's like a Bible study with a smaller group of people, and you cheer each other now on. Now are all on Zoom. So yeah, just you go cheer to our each website, other on in the highs and lows of life, and you say, "I'm with you." But I think about the love that has never failed with our Connect Group leaders in this season. Even though we can't meet at homes online, there are hosting groups you can find them on our website, and you can get in community and see this unconditional love. I think love. Alan
0: and Karina are yeah. in Costa Rica, and they are jumping in on a connect group. So no no matter matter where where you're from, you can jump in on a connect group. We've got married ones, single ones, men, women, all types of groups. We'd love for you to join in. Now with that being said, we're just about to be done here. We wanted to give you just a couple of practicals. You've heard all the the, the kind of the spirit of what we're talking about here, but how do you grow in love? We just got three things. They're all T's to make it easier, maybe to remember the first T is time. The second one is train and the third one is thanks, okay? Time, train, thanks. How do I grow in love? Time. This is yes. almost self-explanatory.
1: Exactly, I think of it as a seed. I when I think of some of my girlfriends who are newlyweds, and sometimes they'll say, Encouragement does not come naturally to me. Like I'm an encourager. I love to encourage people. I don't have to try. It just kind of pours out of me. But there's other things that do not come naturally to me like working out. But that's another story <laughs> for another message. But with you look that great, said, though. love you. But some of my friends say I struggle with encouragement. So then our encouragement, if you struggle with encouragement or there's something that you wanna do for someone in your life, a roommate, a coworker, a family member, a spouse, it's a seed and mm. it takes time. It doesn't turn into this like beautiful garden overnight. It's not like magic grow. It literally is something that you just have to take one step and watch it over time and then it will develop. So it starts I, with a note.
0: And I love with you, you saying this too the trend cause you're even confusing the time and the training. It's like right. these two things are together right. because as you're training yourself. It's like, I I yeah. might not want to right. do this, right, right, but right, I'm right. going to keep on doing this right. thing that I don't even want to exactly. do. And yes. there, it's something beautiful that happens. And you and I choosing yes. to do yep, it. Yep, yep. So again, how, how, do you, how do you grow in love? Overnight. It's not overnight. It's We've been
1: married for 23 years. Three,
0: 23 years That's today. That's crazy.
1: I, I feel like I just met you and you're 18 years old coming by my college dorm room and here we are. It goes by so fast. It does. And I do feel like we have a very strong marriage. It's not uh-huh. a perfect marriage. Not we don't perfect. have it all together. We get on each other's nerves at times. We're for trying sure. our best just like you. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, it is time, Yes. it is faithfulness, mm-hmm. it is not giving up, it yeah. is practicing, it is making mistakes, admitting our failures yeah. and our weakness to one another, but it get, takes time. So be patient. Do not be so hard on yourself, but you got to try it first you before you see the time.
0: You do, and even mentioning this, yeah. next week, Onika and I, uh, or me or Onika, we'll see, uh, we're going to do a little two-weeker yeah. on relationships yeah. because we're all about to start kind of immersing back into society. You know, so many different states are opening up and we'll see, you know, all all that the coming weeks hold for us. But as you're starting to be around people again, a lot of us haven't been around folks. How are we going to assimilate well back into not only the workplace, but just being in each other's space again? So I can't wait to do that for just a couple of weeks together. But you got time, you got the training, and then you got thanks. So
1: remember those things. Like Earl said, time, training, and thanks.
0: So with that being said, what is thanks? That's the gratitude. That's you and I appreciating what God has done for us. You and I appreciating the people that he has in our life. If nothing else, during this COVID season, you and I have understood a lot better how much we care and appreciate people And I'm sure some of us have been burned at different times, and we've had individuals that have hurt us even in this season. And maybe some of you are like, man, I'm I'm ripping my hair out. But there's some things that you're learning that, man, I I, I took that for granted. I didn't value that like I should have. I didn't value being able to just go to the gas station. I didn't, I didn't value being able to go get my hair done. All right? I didn't value being able to go to the gym. I didn't value being able to spend this time uh, with my friends and my family, or with my kids. I, I didn't value just being able to go to the park. There's some things I didn't value. And if if nothing else, I pray all of us have grown in a measure of thanksgiving and gratitude. And this impacts your love. It does. It changes how you treat people. So as you and I have received this unconditional love of God, can this become our motivator? Can this become the thing through which we live our lives, the filter through which we see and we interact with others? If it does, I have a feeling that our world will never be the same. I have a feeling that the grace and the power of God will impact our communities and our neighborhoods and our schools and our friendships and our relationships in ways we never thought possible. I have a feeling that we'll see heaven come to earth and that's why we're here in the first place, to make it on earth as it is in heaven. If you wouldn't mind, friends, bow your heads for just a moment. We want to pray for you. Those of you who are listening today and Maybe you've never even heard a message like this about a God that loves you. Maybe you have a whole lot of chatter going on in your head right now thinking this is probably too good to be true. I'm just letting you know it's not too good to be true. It is really too good, but it is true. And it's that God's arms are open wide to you right now. And what happened in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is you and I now have access to this free gift called salvation the beautiful grace of God that gives us a brand new start so if you're under the sound of our voice whether you're a teenager or a young adult you're single or married uh, whether you're in America or you're in another part of the world this is your moment to surrender your heart and your life to Christ do you know God is not waiting for you to get cleaned up first that his arms are open wide right now Let His love be the thing that helps you get cleaned up. You don't have to do it on your own. So everyone who's with us today, if you wouldn't mind, put your hand over your heart. Those of you who are ready to surrender your life to Christ, to make Him first in your life, to get on a path that's following Him, I'm going to ask you to repeat this prayer out loud after me. It's just vows that you're saying to God, just some words from from your heart to His. You're going to say, Dear Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I admit I've made mistakes, and today I give you my heart and I give you my life. Give me the power to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.